we are we're glad that you have decided to be in the lord's house um so d- some different things we the month of uh, the month of june is still jump ropes so if you have not yet brought a jump rope then please do bring that for our shoe boxes i had someone bring some jump ropes today uh, and then last week had some more stuff come in and um, getting our boxes. If you don't, if you're not able to go purchase, please bring a shoebox. Or if you don't have a shoebox and you have some extra coins laying around, we do need money for shipping. I don't know how much we have so far. It's people have been pretty good about giving money for shipping. Thank you so very much. We are gonna have so many boxes this year. I mean, last year we had uh, two dozen, but this year I feel like we're gonna have a lot more than that because it is just it's growing and growing. I mean the the room in there is it's taken over with stuff so thank you thank you thank you uh please do be bringing your your shoe boxes and some extra money for that sort of thing um any uh, any other things going on um some of you may have gotten a, a call or a text that um brother wiseman is in the hospital um during prayer requests, Mom might mention some different things with that but for those who are wondering uh any way to help because I know we were talking about, well, what can we do? What can we do? Um, some of the things that we talked about were the fact that their their kids have come from West Virginia, all the way from West Virginia, and they are having to drive every day because uh, they won't let them spend the night there. So they're having to drive every day from Cornelius all the way into Charlotte and back. So if you would like to donate some money for some uh, gas cards, then that would be great. And if you would like to donate some money, we'd also are planning to get some uh, some gift cards for food because right now there's at least six extra people at their house um, with uh, with grandkids and, and kids and all that. So uh, there are some extra people there, and we don't want them to have to worry and stress about buying food. So if you would like to, if you're wondering a way to participate in helping today, then that would be a great thing to do. Um, you can you can give it to give it in the offering, just right on there, you know, offering for the Wisemans, or you can uh, hand the money to me or to Mom or to Jeff, whomever we're going to be taking care of getting those gift cards and, and do our best to get them there by this evening. So uh, that that's a way to help and prayer. Those are the <laughs> uh, prayer number one, but um, but in a practical way to, to give. So keep those things in mind. Any other things, we will let you know. Uh, but we are glad that you are here today for Father's Day. We Talking about faith, last week we started our series on faith. We're going to continue. Uh, if the Lord will help us, we're going to continue talking about faith today. And I hope that you have... Uh, throughout this week, look back on your life and seen some ways that that the Lord has been faithful and and ways that your faith has been built up. And we were at uh, Shane's parents' house just a couple days ago, and he was just talking and <laughs> talking about uh, the way he grew up and all this. And that his they always set well, they set traps for for rabbits, yes, and they also would spotlight them. And he said, yes, spotlighting rabbits, yes. Um, it, I, what? You got to say, yeah, exactly, got to say. So anyway, he said that sometimes his, uh, his dad would say, hey, you want, some, uh, you want some rabbit for dinner? And he would say, yeah, sure. And they'd get in the truck and go to Food Line, which is literally like around two corners, and 
he said let's they would go to food line and get some barbecue sauce because they knew that by the time they got back that they were going to see a rabbit and that they were going to get a fresh rabbit for dinner and i said to, you know and they were just telling this story and i said you know what that's faith that's faith because you know without seeing without seeing the rabbit right then and there you believed that by the time you left and again turned two corners got some barbecue sauce and came back there was going to be a rabbit that's faith and so i encourage you in in every part of your life see those moments of faith of being able to trust in the lord amen let's stand this morning and go to the lord in prayer ask him to have his will in the service heavenly father we thank you so 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 much because you are our father God, we thank you that even though there may be circumstances in our own lives that our Father is not able to be there, or God, for whatever reason, He wasn't around in the first place, but God, we know that we can always lean on you, that we can always turn to you as our Father. God, any time that we need guidance, any time that we need direction, any time that we need strength, we can just go straight to you and crawl up in your lap and wrap our arms around you and say whatever we need to say and ask whatever we need to ask because we trust you we believe in you heavenly father that you are strong and mighty and powerful god we just love you so very much we ask you today that you have your will and your way in this place god for those of us who have come in burden for those of us who have come in with pains physically mentally emotionally spiritually god we just ask we come up to you today and say father god we ask that you lift this from us help us to be able to hear and receive from your word that every single thing that is said and done today would honor you and please you God as we're also honoring our earthly fathers today that we would give all honor and glory to you as our heavenly father we thank you we praise you in Jesus precious name amen thank you Lord thank you Lord got the words working and now this is acting crazy when all I see is the battle you see my victory when all I see is the mountain you see a mountain move and as i walk through the shadow your love surrounds me there's nothing to fear now for i am safe in you so when i fight so when I fight, I'll fight on my knees With my hands lifted high Oh God, the battle belongs to you And every fear I lay at your feet I'll sing through the night Oh God, the battle belongs to you And if you are for me, 
who can be against me? For Jesus, there's nothing impossible for you. When all I see are the ashes, you see the beauty. When all I see is the cross, God, you see the empty tomb. So when I fight, I'll fight on my knees. When my hands lifted high, oh God, the battle belongs to you. And every fear I lay at your feet, I'll sing through the night. Oh, God, the battle belongs to you. Sing, Almighty Fortress. Almighty Fortress, you go before us. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. You shine in the shadow. You win every battle. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. Almighty fortress, you go before us. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. You shine in the shadow. You win every battle. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. One more time. Almighty fortress, you go before us. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. You shine in the shadows. You win every battle. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. So when I fight, I fight on my knees when my hands lifted high oh god the battle belongs to you and every fear i lay at your feet i'll sing through the night oh god the battle belongs to you oh god the battle belongs to you Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You are so strong and mighty. God, we praise you. God, we praise you. We praise you, Calm the raging sea. You walk with me through fire and heal all my disease. I trust in you. 
Lord, I trust in you. I believe you're my healer. I believe you are all I need. I believe it. portion Lord I believe you're more than enough for me Jesus you're all I need you hold my every moment you hold my every moment you calm the raging sea you walk with me through fire and heal all my disease. I trust in you, Lord, I will trust in you. And I believe your Lord, I believe you're more than enough for me. Jesus, you're all I need. You're more than enough and nothing is impossible for you. Nothing is impossible. No, nothing is impossible for you. You hold my world in your hands and nothing is impossible for you. Nothing is impossible. No, nothing is impossible for you you hold my world in your hand so i believe you're my healer i'll believe you are all i Oh, yes, you are, yes, you are, and I'll believe you're my portion. Lord, I'll believe you're more than enough for me. Jesus, you're all I need, more than enough for me. You're all I need. You're my healer. You 
it today, God. We declare it today, our faith, our trust, our belief in you. We trust you, God. There is a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. I raise a hallelujah louder than the unbelief. I raise a hallelujah. My weapon is a melody. I raise a hallelujah. Heaven comes to fight for me. I'm gonna sing in the middle of the storm. hear my praises roar up from the ashes hope will arise death is defeated the king is alive I raise a hallelujah with everything inside of me I raise a hallelujah I will watch the darkness flee oh I raise a hallelujah in the middle of this mystery I raise a hallelujah Fear you've lost your hold on me So I'm gonna sing In the middle of the storm Louder and louder You're gonna hear my praises roar Up from the ashes Hope will Sing a little louder 
heaven comes to fight for me sing a little louder i'm gonna sing in the middle of this storm louder and louder you're gonna hear my praises roar up from the ashes hope will arise death is defeated the king is alive i'm gonna sing in the middle of my storm louder and louder you're gonna hear my praises roar up from the Hope will arise, death is defeated, the King is alive. Lift up a shout of praise, of victory, we give Him glory, hallelujah. spirit of worship in here this morning so let's just keep on worshiping the Lord while we take up the offering we can do it while we're taking up the offering for goodness sakes thank God for helping us to be able to give in the offering and for being able to help others as well if our usher will come at this time we'll take it up thank you Lord for this day Thank you for all your blessings. Pray that you touch and bless us today and help us to feel your touch and be lifted up and touched and blessed by your spirit throughout the whole day. Thank you for all of our fathers, but most of all, thank you for our Heavenly Father, for all he does for us, for how he takes care of us, for how he answers our prayers, for how he does what he does for our lives. We thank you for our Heavenly Father this morning. We pray that you touch and bless this offering, bless the gift and the giver, let the message and the messenger feed our souls, and help us to be blessed throughout this day. In your name we ask it. Amen. Thank Good morning. How's everyone doing? 
Sorry, I got distracted. My kid broke out the phone. I don't understand. Bless. Um, Happy Father's Day to all of you out there. Um, Let's keep up with tradition. If you are not a father, stand up, please. If you are not a father, sorry, Gretchen, stand up. You're not a dad. All right, this is for you, Dad. Thank you, thank you for all you do. Um, Father's Day is not necessarily one of my personal favorites. Um, I look at it different now that I am a mother and Jeff's a dad, and I appreciate it from that perspective. But my dad was not that role model that some of you might have experienced. But um, I always have to thank him because it's the reason that I am, one of the reasons, let me rephrase that, that I am here today. My dad, when I was about seven years old, forced me to go on a church van with somebody that he worked with, and I am not a, believe it or not, I'm not a people person. (laughs) I'm really shy, Um, and I did not want to go. I cried, I fussed, and I got on that church van, and I found friends and family that loved me in a way that no one else has um, that I didn't get at home, and I've been here almost every day since. Um, So God spoke something to that van driver to talk to my dad and my dad listened not knowing what he was doing um, and he often fussed at me about going to church too much when I when I was living with him and I looked at him I said well it's all your fault I mean just let's be honest but that is the one thing that I can say that my dad did right and he didn't even know what he was doing um, at the time so I thank him for that and I thank all the dads out here um, now that I am a mother, and you know Jeff is a great dad, and he does all he can for Gretchen, but each one of you also help minister to Gretchen, and don't even realize it, so I thank you for that. We're going to honor dads a little bit. Apparently, I get to do all the fun stuff. All right. Um, I'm going to leave all the scripture and all that stuff uh, up to Jennifer and, uh, and Shane with prayer and stuff. I get to do the fun stuff. So, um, First of all, let's hand out some prizes. We have three gift cards up here. Two of them are for various restaurants, and one's a Walmart gift card. Um, There's not an amount written on them, so if you're listening and paying attention, there's $25 on each, okay? So you know what's on there. Um, So Gretchen, can I get you to come up here and draw a number for me? Y'all see, I've been up here, like, mixing these around. We got a bigger bucket this this time, because Mother's Day, we kind of got everyone in a row. Y'all got lucky. All right, pick one for me. What's the last three numbers? Seven zero two. Pop pop. Oh, and Brother Shane was talking smack. Talking smack. Pop pop, do you want to come up here and pick out which gift card you want? Just set it right there. Because we're not putting it back. He can't win twice. That was not rigged, by the way. Of course, if, his, if Gretchen's dad wins next, there's going to be, like, some conspiracy. All right. We got two up here with uh, different. Okay. All right. Just whichever one. Okay. Here we go. This one, I think, is going to be more universal, so we'll hold that off. Perfect. Thank you. Wonderful. All right. Give me another one. <laughs> 701 brother Shane faith that he claimed that he was going to win a prize 
All right, brother, which one are you getting? You're going to do the same? Well, praise the Lord. Look at that. All right. Amazing. All right, last one. Just one on that one. Six, nine, seven. All right, Brother Vic. All right. Good job. Gretchen, you want to take that to him? There you go. All right. All right, and why don't you put that phone down because I have something else for you to do. There's really no need to video this. It's being videoed up here. We can watch it anytime that we want to see me up here. For Mother's Day, we always hand out a flower to every mother. Um, so every mother walks away with something. Um, but for dads, we don't always do that. So we kind of brainstormed and said, hey, what do men like most? Or what do we assume most men like? Um, there was one particular gentleman who stood out in our minds, and that well, you can choose who that was. But meat, meat, you know, you guys, generally when you think about Father's Day, you think about that dinner, it's a steak or it's hot dogs and hamburgers and, you know, it's some kind of good stuff. So we decided we got some, I don't know, you call them Slim Jims, meat sticks, beef jerky. We got, we got meat stuff up here. So there are eight different flavors. I'm going to have Gretchen walk around with our little bouquet, <laughs> bouquet of meat sticks. But we have pineapple pork, barbecue, cracked pepper, garlic and herb, original, bacon, teriyaki, and jalapeno. So if each dad, you guys, there's plenty here. If every dad will grab four, you can grab four of the same kind. There's five of each flavor here, but... Different colors, but they you can read them on there. Grab four. <laughs> Just something small and fun, we hope, to say thank you, dads, for all that you do. All that you do for your families, all that you do for your church family. Um, looking around, I don't see one gentleman here that doesn't help in one way or the other, whether it's you know, getting food and opening doors and making sure we have mats down. If it's working in the kitchen or preparing food or taking up prayer requests or singing and offering, everyone here does something, and we thank you for that. As we, um, I think it's safe to say, as Gretchen's going to continue walking around, we have just a small video for those that participated. We're going to share with you all, and again, thank you, thank you, thank you.
daddy would attempt anything. Father's Day. I do miss my dad. I was very much um, a daddy's girl and um, very proud of my dad and all the things that he accomplished. Daddy was a very simple man, um, an uneducated man by today's standards, but there was not anything that my dad couldn't do. Uh, he was a perfectionist, very renowned in uh, Eastern North Carolina as one of the best body men in the country. Uh, Dad hand-carved fiddles. Um, many, many things. Uh, Daddy would attempt anything. But I think the thing that probably touches my heart and warms my heart as much as anything about my dad was the fact that being an uneducated man, he had a fifth grade education, um, but did a marvelous job raising 10 children, he and mom, and a hard worker. But when daddy was 51 years old, he came to know Jesus as his savior. And my dad was, um, was not able to read. And uh, he taught himself to read, reading children's um, Bible story books. And it would bless my heart when I would go home and see my dad with his Bible across his lap. Dad read the Bible through two or three times, uh, which is no small feat for a man 51 years old that before could not read. And it just blessed my heart um, every time I'd go home and, and uh, dad would be sitting with the word. Um, I do miss my daddy. I hope that all you dads have a wonderful Father's Day. I love my daddy because, well, he does computer, and I love learning about computers with him. And so it's been one of my favorite things doing with him, and so I just love him for that. So happy Father's Day, everybody. So my sister Jennifer told me to make a message for Father's Day and try to keep it under a minute. I think she actually said 30 seconds, but you know, something you guys don't know about Jennifer, she's a little mean, a little bossy um, at times, I guess most of the time. Um, and she's also mad a lot of times. She's mad primarily because she knows I look better than she does. I mean, hey, who don't know that? She, I know it's a struggle for her, but not to make it about she or I, 
Um, this is about Father's Day. So, Larry William Joyner, I want to know or let you know that I love you and I am glad that you are here to see and hear this message. Happy Father's Day. Hello and happy Father's Day. When I think about the things that my dad has taught me, well, I am joiner through and through. So a lot of those things just um, were nature. So <laughs> a lot of those joiner traits and the traits that I picked up from my dad, they were just going to be there anyway. But the things that I have learned from my dad, let's see, uh, the proper way to eat a watermelon cut into quarters using a knife and no salt. Um, how to spend way too much money on people when it's uh, their birthday or when it's Christmas time. Um, how to work and then after you're done working, work a little more. And <laughs> uh, something that I, that I have learned how to do from my dad. Uh, that I never, he never sat me down and taught me how to do it. But from watching him, I learned how to tie a tie. That's something very important that all ladies should know how to do. But of course, that was always a part of his daily clothing. So I would watch him every morning as he got ready for his day. And I would watch the way he tied his tie. And in the mirror, I, I tie, I tie backwards because I was watching him in the mirror tie a tie. So. That's something that I always remember, a nice thing that I learned from my dad. So happy Father's Day to you, Dad, and to all the dads here today.
morning. It's good to see all you guys. Happy Father's Day, guys. Love you all. It is now time to receive prayer requests. Sister Joyner.
not lifted hands for unspoken requests. the fellowship.
Just like the 
Amen. Amen. So we are, again, one more time, glad that it's Father's Day, but there was something very special as well that occurred just this past week. That's right. Yes. Well, a couple things. For one, it was Ronnie's birthday. Happy birthday, Ronnie, on Tuesday. It was. Now, but we had a, another birthday that was probably a little bit more, you know, significant, recognizable. Sister Keller turned nine zero. That's right. Amen. That. Yes. Big happy birthday to Sister Keller, who turned 90 on Thursday. And, and Shane said, well, you look good. Amen. So, happy birthday to you, sister. And we are glad that you decided to be in the Lord's house today. Uh, and before we, before I get into into faith, um, <laughs> is if there was anyone who did not get that chance, well, didn't get a chance, for whatever reason was not able to send Jeff a uh, text or a video I know that there's at least one person who wanted to say something about their dad. So we will give at least the one person that opportunity before beginning. So um, if there's anyone else after she's done, you are welcome to, to make mention of your dad. But uh, Kim, you had something to say about Brother Mike.
if there was anyone else who did not get a chance and who wanted to say anything. There is anyone else who, I mean, Laneva makes it so it's hard to follow her, but um, <laughs> is there anyone else who would like to mention anything else about their dad? Um, we are we are very thankful. Um, dads, you do not understand, and you may not ever understand, how important what you do is. Um, men, nowadays, and, and I don't know when it all started, it, well... Hey, I'm I'm a feminist. Um, you know, people are equal just as much as anybody. Feminism means that people are equal, not that one is greater than the other, and that's biblical. That one is not greater than the other. But but a lot of times when this um, negative feminist agenda came about, it it became an idea of man bashing, and and that men are you know dads don't know what's going on, and and men are dumb, and all this stuff. But um, that's that's a tool of the enemy to discourage and make dad's role seem less important but do not buy that lie and do not give in to that because what you do the the just by and Kim said the daily um, excuse me the weekly encouragement of I'm proud of you um, that alone is enough sometimes to to get somebody through the day so uh, do not discount and do not allow the enemy to discount and discredit the things that that you do um, the prayers that you send up for your children the covering that you are that you are called to be the covering that you are called to be for your family that's the way that God set it up the way he intended it so do not um, do not feel uh, and if you don't get enough praise and recognition then um, we'll do our best to, to do better but um but be encouraged today that what you do is important and we appreciate you amen so today continuing on and not not talking about father's day but um continuing on in our our series about faith uh, today as we continue it may be that we were building from the ground up we laid a foundation last week about what faith is what it means and now we're going to uh, add on to that building from from what would seem like the negative and uh, and hitting our way toward the top of, of what our goal is so as we're going and I don't know I don't know from week to week which one I have them all listed out but I don't know from week to week which one's going to come next but I do know that it seems like it's going that way so we laid the foundations last week by discussing the the faith of the Old Testament heroes now faith 
Uh, now faith demands of those heroes and demands of us that we know God, that we have a history with Him, that we understand who He is, His faithfulness, that He has been faithful, He is faithful, and He will continue to be faithful. That whatever we face, whatever we're going through, when it, when it doesn't look like the way we want it to, that we know God and we can trust who He is and that He is always good. The second thing it demands of us is that we surrender our will, that we understand that our ways are not right, our ways are not best. <laughs> that uh, now faith says, Lord, I, I've, got to, I've got to let go of the old stuff to reach forward to the new stuff that you have for me. And it demands that we understand that there is more. If we don't have faith that something else is coming, that something new, something better is, is coming, then we won't reach for it. But we have to understand. Now faith demands that we understand there is more. So today we're going to focus, after that foundation, and moving up a step into uh, kind of what not to do. Today we focus our attention on faith that is dead. And some of us are so familiar with these verses that you already know we're in James. Uh, the, the screen... We got the words to work, but the scriptures are not, so you're going to have to look it up in James chapter 2. Um, and I'll be reading it, of course. But uh, we're going to focus our attention on, on dead faith. The concept of faith was very important to James. It's widely believed that he was one of the brothers of Christ, the son of Mary and Joseph. If this is the case, he did not put his faith in Jesus until after the death and resurrection of Jesus. It's widely known that the brothers and sisters of Jesus kind of thought he was loony, um, did not believe that he was who he said he was. I mean, they had grown up with him. You know, they had seen him skin his knee and and um, play tag or whatever they did. But you know, it's it's kind of hard to believe. It's like, really you're the Messiah, and we grew up together. I don't know. So it was difficult for them to have faith in Jesus until he died and was resurrected. So we see after his conversion that James became a leader in the Christian church. We see this a lot in Acts, that he was a big-time leader, and he was one of the important people, along with Paul and, and Peter, uh, to lead the church. And here in the book of James, he is writing to the Christian Jews who were scattered abroad. The theme of faith plays a major role in this book. It is mentioned 16 times in the book of James. The word faith is mentioned 16 times in just five chapters. 15 of these references occur within the first two chapters. So these first two chapters of James are just full of faith and what it requires for faith. James was very practical in his teaching, not theological. So he's, he's telling us how to live day by day as a Christian. So here we see Pisces with no pulse. Remember we said Pisces was the, the normal Greek word for faith that we're going to see. So Pisces with no pulse within this context of chapter 2, this, this particular verse refers to favoritism, partiality, and prejudice. At the beginning of the chapter... James warns his audience not to have respect of persons. This was an Old Testament phrase, a warning from Leviticus 19.15. You don't have to turn there, but if you're taking notes, that's where it is. 
about not perverting justice or showing partiality in dealings with people. Here, James is applying this concept to the realm of the church, telling them not to have respect of persons when they're dealing with the believers. When someone comes into your church, how are you supposed to treat them? How are you supposed to act? Do not have respect of persons. And, and the Greek meaning of this phrase is the fault of one who, when called on to give judgment, has respect of the outward circumstances of a person and not the intrinsic merits. Valuing just the outside of a person. So when they came in and they looked rich or they looked nice or they smelled good, then they got a, a nice seat. They got a closer up view of what was going on. But those who came in who were poor and needy and didn't smell as good and were wearing you know, raggedy clothes, they were told, sit in the back or sit on the floor. And James says, this isn't right. But we see as he again in context as we're seeing this referring to faith it starts in verses 14 through 17 we'll begin what doth it profit my brethren though a man say he hath faith and have not works can faith save him if a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food and one of you say unto them depart in peace be ye warmed and filled notwithstanding ye give them not those things which are needful to the body what does it profit even so faith if it hath not works is dead being alone so they had saving faith but nothing to show for it understand from the very beginning James was not trying to negate I am not trying to negate anything that Paul said Paul was theological in his writings he was laying a foundation for how we should believe about Christ and what he did. Because the church was just beginning, and we need to have a theology. Theology just means what you know and believe about God. What you know to be true about God. Paul was laying that out for all of his readers. James is trying to help us to live in a practical way. How do I apply what I know about God to my daily life? So... Here, when he says, can you be justified by faith alone? Yes, you can. Yes, you are. Because the Bible says in Paul's writings that we are saved by grace through faith. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So when James is asking this question, of course, the answer is yes, we are saved by faith alone. But in a practical sense, our faith has to move beyond, yes, I believe in Jesus as my Savior, into I'm going to act out this faith by doing something about it. There is no gain when we do not act on our faith. James is not attempting, again, he's not attempting to negate the theological truth that was revealed to Paul. He is trying to have us practically apply action to our persuasion if a brother or sister so James is saying to us you can be saved and sitting on the pew and if a brother or sister comes to you naked or without food and all you say is be you warmed and filled it's one of mine and Jeff's favorite verses <laughs> be you warmed and filled have a great day I see that you need something. I see that you have a practical need. Be you warmed and filled. Best of luck to you. If that's all we do, 
then if we cannot give them in a physical sense what they need which is food clothing for daily life or if we cannot in a practical sense offer them covering and nourishment for their spirit if we cannot offer them covering and nourishment to their spirit and we say and we know that someone is hurting we know that someone is suffering we know that someone needs our prayers and our support and we say best of luck to you then we have not met their need and we have not exercised our faith why did we not meet the need this is the very definition of dead faith when we do not meet the needs of others this word dead here means corpse inactive as respects doing right destitute of force or power so he's saying when we do not meet the practical needs or the spiritual needs that we are able to meet for those around us then our faith is destitute of force or power because action is a byproduct of faith continuing in verses 18 through 20 it says yea a man may say thou hast faith and I have works show me thy faith without thy works and I will show thee my faith by my works thou believest that there is one God thou doest well the devils also believe and tremble but wilt thou know O vain man that faith without works is dead the two cannot be separated faith and works faith and action one person may say that they have faith another may say oh I have works but James is here asking them how are you able to demonstrate your faith apart from acting on that faith you can say all day long yeah I've got faith I believe the demons believe the demons know that there is one God why do you think that the enemy fights so hard to convince us that either there isn't a God or that the God that they know is real isn't the right way why do you think there's so many different things pulling at us to say oh that's not the right way oh there's another thing there's another truth live your truth oh you know this isn't oh no that's not real that's not real it's because the demons know that there is only one God and they are trying to convince people that there's other ways to go they're trembling they're nervous that we would understand as well that there's only one way and that we would act on that there's this popular challenge that goes around that's been going around lately tell me blank without telling me without saying the words yeah so things like well just recently on my do what okay you have to tell me later um <laughs> there just recently i was looking on uh, instagram and i followed caleb on there and like tell me tell me without telling me that you grew up listening to caleb 
and so people were saying things that you know would indicate that they or for example tell me without telling me that you grew up in the south so I might would say things like um, I can tell it's summertime because of all the lightning bugs or I can tell it's summertime because uh, my hair turns into a fuzzball or you'd say things like um, I know the proper usage and spelling of the word y'all um, you <laughs> You know, you, you might say, I have only one college team, and I hate all the other teams. Um, you know, that's... <laughs> anyway, moving on. So uh, things like that would indicate, you know, I have um, more than five things that are monogrammed. Um, <laughs> things like that, that would indicate that you grew up or you're from the South. It's just one of I, you know, one of my favorite meals is is fat back and collard greens and and black eyed peas. You know, those are some things. And without telling anyone that I grew up in the South, if I said any of those things, they would know. Oh, that person must be from the South. When I'm meeting someone new and they say, "Oh, where are you from?" I look at them and say, "You can't tell." Well, I thought you were from New Jersey. <laughs> Thank you for being fun. But, but that's the thing. If people cannot tell, if people cannot tell without us telling, then how much are we acting on the faith that we have? So, what from your daily life and experience shows that you are persuaded of the truth of Christ? What shows others around you? What actions have you taken to meet the needs of others to indicate that you are a believer? We must understand that faith separated from action is dead corpse faith. So here, James is going to give us some examples of working faith. In verses 21 through 26, it says, Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Seest thou how faith wrought with his works, and by works was faith made perfect? And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. Ye see then how that by works a man is justified, and not by faith only. Likewise also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works, when she had received the messengers and had sent them out another way. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. So here James raises up for us some examples, some of the same examples that we heard last week in the chapter 11 of Hebrews. The first person he mentions is Abraham, who is the father of the faithful. When we talk about faith in Christ, when we talk about faith in Yahweh, we, we point to Abraham in the Old Testament. And here James says, the fact that Abraham offered Isaac at God's command demonstrates active faith. His faith cooperated with his works. 
again, Paul and James are not in opposition here because both use the same reference verse, which is Genesis 15, 6, that said, you know, that Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him as righteousness. They're both using the same verse to apply a theological and a practical side. So they're working together here to explain their reasoning. Paul seems to refer to the saving faith, that Abraham was saved by faith. It was before there was any kind of action on his part, before he was circumcised, before he had offered Abraham, excuse me, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. Before that, his belief in God, his faith in God was counted to him for righteousness. But as he went on through his life, him just saying, yes, I believe in God, was not enough. After he had had saving faith, he had to act out that saving faith. He had to act out his continued belief in God. And in this case, it was by obeying when God told him to do something that was almost impossible. So our good deeds, our works, will never be enough to save us from sin. I cannot do enough to make me good with God. That's legalism. If I'm just trying to please God and, and do my very, very best, my righteousness is filthy rags. Only faith in Christ is able to save us. However, after receiving salvation by faith, our faith is perfected, made complete. He said, by works was faith made perfect. So his faith was made complete by exercising it. The second example he gave was Rahab. She believed in the truth and the power of what the spies had told her. They said, we're coming in, and we're going to march around the city, and the city's going to be destroyed. She believed that. She believed in what she'd already heard about the children of Israel, that all the people were, were worried, they were nervous. She said to them, uh, our people are trembling for fear of you guys, and I do not want for me and my family to be destroyed so I'm going to ask you to please rescue us. She had faith in their ability to rescue her. And that faith led her to send them off a different way, led her to hang the red cord out of her window. So these actions indicated her faith. Just as the body must have the spirit, and this is small s, so this means the actual breath of life, the pneuma. Just as the body must have the breath of life to keep it alive, so action is the breath to our faith. Action is what keeps our faith alive. If I, if I just sit on my faith, yes, I believe you, God. I'm just going to sit here and wait for you to do something for me. Then my faith is not exercised and it begins to be corpse faith. It begins to become inactive and can't do anything because it's not been exercised. Can this faith live again? There are a few different, about six different Greek words. There are four different Greek words that are used in the New Testament. So six Greek words total 
uh, four Greek words that are used in the New Testament, three most often used for dead. Yes. So, the three words used most often for dead in the New Testament. One means to be physically or spiritually dead. The second one means the natural death of humans, animals, or plants. Or, in a spiritual sense, to be in torment. Or, the third one that is most used, lifeless, deceased, inactive. This is the word that was used by James. So, out of all the six Greek words he could have chosen, and out of all the four that were used in the New Testament... And out of the three that were most often used, the one that he picked to describe dead faith was lifeless, deceased, inactive. But here's the thing. This is the word that is used by all the gospel writers when describing one who was raised back to life. Just think about that for a second. It was not those who were physically or spiritually dead who were said to be raised to life. It was not those who were who had died a natural death of humans, animals, plants, or in a spiritual sense, in torment. But it was those who were corpse-like. Those who were inactive. Those who were lifeless. That's the one that were raised to life. Every time that Jesus did a miracle of resurrection, it was this type of death that was referred to. The type of death that James talks about. So can our faith be resurrected? Absolutely. Based on the fact that this is the word used, yes. Resurrection is possible. It is certainly possible. For faith to be raised, for dead corpse faith to be raised back to living faith, full of breath. And here are a few ways that we see. The first thing is to think small. The little things make a big difference. Just like I said earlier about the dads, just one one word of encouragement makes a huge difference. Makes your day go better. Think small. Notice that when James spoke to them, he said, if you see a brother or sister who need food or clothes, extend compassion to them. He did not say, if you see 5,000 people who need to be fed, go feed them. He didn't say, if you see that a person needs their house paid off, go pay it off. He didn't say, if you see some water that you think needs to be parted, go and, and part the water. He said, if you see someone who needs food or clothes, feed them and give them clothes. A brother, a sister. He wasn't even talking about a ton of people. If you see an entire country that is 
poverty-stricken and destitute, then it's your responsibility to send as much as you can. Sometimes we see so many needs in the world that we become overwhelmed. We become paralyzed and don't help because we don't even know where to start. We see, oh my goodness, there's, you know, we need to dig wells in Africa and, and we need to buy beds for kids in India and, and we've got 188,000 children within our area who go to bed hungry every night and how can I feed 188,000 children? What can I do? And we begin to be overwhelmed by the enormity of needs that we see around us and we stop. But when we think small, when we think one person at a time, when we ask ourselves, what do I have that can be a blessing to someone? What do I have right now? Using that little thing takes faith. So when I see someone, just one person, who needs something, even if it's just a word of encouragement, I need to think small and say, this can be an act of faith. This can be something that I, I, can, I can do right now. I don't need... To, to go back and ask all the pillars of the church to pray for me that I'm able to do this big deed. I, I, don't, I don't have to do that. I know that I've been called and anointed to give an encouraging word to someone. I know that I can, you know, put a little gas in someone's tank. I, I know that I can do that. It's something small. The next thing that we need to do is to treat both faith and works as necessary exercises. There will be times when only faith will do. Salvation is a time that only faith will do. No, my works will not save me. Okay? I, cannot, I cannot save myself. I cannot save anyone else by the works that I do. So faith is going to have to do. It's very important. Faith is going to only work when there's a miracle that needs to be done. I cannot perform a miracle on my own. I have no power within myself. There are giftings that the Spirit gives, as He will, to bring about miracles or to bring about healing at one time or another. But I cannot, in and of myself, I cannot by my actions just do that. I have to have faith. When it's, when things are pressed against the wall and, and I need something to come through right on time, that's only faith that will do that. My striving, my worrying, all my anxious efforts will not make that happen any better, any faster. That's going to take faith. And it's important to recognize that. Those times that, Lord, it is only you. I step aside. I say, Lord, I have faith in you. I give you this. I step aside. I, this is yours, God faith alone right now but understand that there are also times when my actions can be the answer to someone else's faith when there are people who have been praying to God that 
for a miracle to come through. And it's something to them, it would take a miracle. But when you hear about it, oh, we can take care of that. That's no problem. I can be the answer to that. Maybe the Lord is moving through me to be the answer to their prayers. In those times, action is important. We are the hands and feet of Jesus. So if I'm living the way that I ought to, and I'm in communication with the Lord, then there are times when I am able to step out, not in faith, but in action. Because I'm so close to the Lord, I've got him with, yes, Lord, you want me to answer this? Yes, I'll answer this need. I'll take care of that, no problem. I was listening to a preacher not too long ago who said that uh, a young man had come to him and he was on, he was going to college and bless it and it's just so expensive and uh, the young man had said to him pastor you got to pray for me because I'm you know I- I'm having to pay for these books pray that the Lord will come through for me with some with some money to pray that a miracle will be done and 